Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is getting ready for Thanksgiving, having a thankful and grateful spirit. Listeners, we're heading right into the season of Thanksgiving week, and so this show is focused on being grateful and thankful. Let me start out with some fabulous scripture that will encourage your heart. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And Psalm 69.30 says, I will praise the name of God with song and shall magnify him with thanksgiving. I have so much to be thankful for. November days bring the warmth of family and friends along with a thankful spirit as we observe that wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving. Today, I want to encourage you to focus with me on how God has blessed us over this past year. We know that life is busy, but if we take time to breathe deeply and love fully and be grateful often, not just on Thanksgiving, but always, we're going to be blessed. We're going to bless God and feel better, feel our best. It's that time of year where once again, everything is changing. The leaves have turned to golden hues of yellow, reds, and browns and have been falling steadily from the trees. The plants have been brought into the garage, the pumpkins gently set out on the outdoor steps, and those special brown dishes of grandma's are being pulled out from the corner cupboard, getting washed for the family's upcoming dinner. Every year as the autumn month blows in ever so gently, I am in awe of the beauty of God's earth. I'm reminded once again that there's nothing more beautiful than living in the Midwest where seasons vary and colors are vibrant. Today I am thankful. Today I am grateful for many things. Did you ever wonder where Thanksgiving originated? Well, I want to start out with a quote from Martin Luther because he always has a thankful spirit in the writings and in the hymns that we read that he created. We sing them. He says, we cannot give God anything but praise and thanks for everything else we receive from him, be it grace, words, works, gospel, faith, and all things. Moreover, praising and thanking is also the one proper Christian form of worshiping God. Well, here's the history of Thanksgiving. Traced back to Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1621, Thanksgiving was a time of feasting for the pilgrims and Indians. Pilgrims had been in America less than a year and celebrated life with their Indian friends, giving thanksgiving and praise to God for a good harvest that fall and providing for them during difficult circumstances. I read an interesting piece of history that said, that Abraham Lincoln was the one that put Thanksgiving on our calendar. Here's a quote. Thanksgiving did not become a national holiday in the United States until the fall of 1863, when President Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation declaring that the last Thursday in November would be a day of national Thanksgiving. How neat is that? Well, Lincoln issued the proclamation credit for making this a national holiday goes to somebody named Sarah J. Hale, an editor of Gotti's Ladies Book, a popular magazine for women in 19th century America. 
Hale, who campaigned for years to make Thanksgiving national, wrote to Lincoln on September 28, 1863, and urged him to issue that proclamation. With the United States in the depths of civil war, perhaps Abraham Lincoln was attracted to the idea of a holiday unifying the nation. So in 1863, Thanksgiving proclamation said this would be a day, the last Thursday of the month would be honored as a day of thanks. So as we think about Thanksgiving, it's just very normal for us to sit around that table and have really yummy turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and see our friends and our family. And we're thankful and we think for that one day and that moment in time, this is it. I need to be grateful to God. I need to be thankful. And then we get up the next morning and we maybe reach for the Pepto-Bismol because we've eaten too much or we're sleepy because we've had a lot of turkey and we forget. It's just another regular day and we go back to not even thinking about thankfulness. So today I put together a few scriptures so that you and I can really focus our hearts and minds on being thankful and grateful. The way that I do that is I look at the attributes of God. I look at who he is, not just in our lives, but who he is, who we believe he is from what scripture tells us. So the first thing that I believe is that he's omniscient. It means that he knows everything and his knowledge is complete. And here's a scripture that tells us that. Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Isn't that neat? We don't even understand the mind of God. We just have human, finite minds. The second thing that God is is omnipotent. What does that word mean? Well, he's able to bring to pass everything he chooses. He doesn't have external limitations. Here's a scripture for that. Job 42.2, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. What's the next thing that God is? Here's an attribute of his, omnipresent. Omnipresence means that he's present in all places at all times. While God is in heaven on his throne, he's also present everywhere else. Kind of goes back to the one just before where we don't understand his power. We have finite minds. So if we think about this, it's a very comforting thought to know that he's present. Here's the scripture that goes with it. Proverbs 15.3, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. And here's another attribute of God. He's immutable. Now, perhaps you're thinking, I don't even know what that word means. Well, here's what it means. He is unchanging. The attributes he possessed before the creation of the world are the same ones he has today. Here's the scripture. Psalm 92, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Here's another attribute of God's. He is righteous. Psalm 116.5 says, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. Another attribute, love. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And here's one of my last attributes, and I know that there are many more. He is merciful. 
Here's the verse that goes with it, Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. I'm thankful, so thankful today, thankful for my family, thankful for my friends, thankful for you listeners. Today I'm thankful. As I look out my living room window, I'm thankful for the little 1900s church that Dean and I purchased on Craigslist for a dollar and moved to the Grove. And speaking of Farmer Dean, wow, am I ever grateful that he's mine and that he's so patient and fun to be with. I'm thankful for three little grandchildren who've been playing in the backyard and three beautiful daughters and their husbands, even though those girls call me incessantly to ask how to remove permanent marker from jeans or how to cook their turkeys. I'm so grateful. They'll ask me many questions, many times a day, but wow, they're my kids. Looking back over the past year, I'm grateful for my best life team and how they enthusiastically seek God and serve others. I'm thankful for my wonderful Bible study friends that show up week after week and support this radio ministry. I'm grateful for the people who never give up on me. I'm grateful for those who look for the best in me. I'm grateful for this station that you're listening to. But more than anything else, I'm thankful for God. Thankful that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and that he loves us more than we can comprehend. And tomorrow morning, when you open your eyes to a new day, take some time to really thank God for every blessing. Don't just wait till Thanksgiving Day. Start with the fact that you're alive and thank him that you can see and smell, hear and touch. And with every experience you walk through during your day, thank him. An attitude of gratitude is what makes people set apart different special. Let's don that attitude and be the people who live with a thankful heart, a grateful spirit, a tenacious optimism. Let's be thankful and grateful. Speaking of gratitude and thankfulness, this is a many-year dream to have with me in the studio today one of my longtime favorite Christian artists. I'm thrilled to welcome singer and songwriter of 21 number one hits in Christian contemporary music world, as well as Grammy-nominated and multi-dev award-winning musician to the show, Cindy Morgan. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> Hello, Kathy. That was a very nice introduction. Thank you. Well, it's the truth. Cindy's recently added author to her list of accomplishments with a brand new book entitled, How Could I Ask for More? Stories of Blessings, Battles, and Beauty. Cindy, the only thing that would be better for me is if you were right here and you were having a cup of tea with me and we were chatting. Actually, no, there could be one more thing. I don't know if I told you this or not, but uh, Farmer Dean and I, my husband, bought a little church a 1900s church on Craigslist for a dollar. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and we moved it out to our farm. We live out in the country, and we have this cool grove, and so we set it right in there. And I have Bible studies, and it's the headquarters for my ministry. But it would be fun to have you and your guitar and a cup of tea there. But oh, I'm, I'm, man, that sounds awesome. It is. I'm glad <laughs> to have you here today. So, listeners, I have to start out by reminding you that I spent 25 years as a worship director, so Cindy's music has been a huge influence on my life 
and on the lives of my congregations. For years, Cindy's songs like Praise the King or I Will Be Free and my favorite How Could I Ask for More graced the stages of my churches because I made people sing them. People were moved and inspired and encouraged. And in my own personal world, no moments have ever been as more powerful to me as when I've been able to sing that song. And I love it. And Cindy's just a, a true inspiration with her God-given abilities to write, not just as this fabulous uh, musician, but just also with this new book. But Cindy, I want to ask you a, a question about the book. Um, when did you first decide to write it? And because it's kind of snapshots into your own personal life, was it easy to write or were there parts that were difficult? Well, you know, okay, the first, I'll answer your first question first. I, I started to write this um, about three years ago, and the, the book really, there was an, eleva, an ele, evolution that took place in the writing of the book. It started off, the publisher, um, Worthy Publishing, um, approached me to write a book based on How Could Astro Mars. So that initial idea was theirs. And... Um, it started off more like a devotional, but I really felt like I really wanted to tell stories because I personally learn from stories. And so, so, and I, and I think I finally figured that out around rewrite number two. <laughs> so, okay. so then I just started all over again and just started with my third kind of version of it and, and rewrote the final version. Um, there were some stories that, immediately came to mind that I wanted to tell. Um, uh, years ago, I wrote the only other, you know, book like this that I've written is a book called Barefoot on Barbed Wire. And so there was a story, um, a, a couple stories in that book that I almost wanted to kind of answer um, some questions that I've had over the years about um, some chapters in that book. I think, you know, in terms of the, the chapters that felt natural to write uh, and the ones that felt difficult. I think the stuff about motherhood that's, I mean, I'm just in the, you know, I'm just right in the meat of, of motherhood, you know, having a, um, at the time, a 10-year-old um, and a 13-year-old, and they've kind of grown up as I've been writing this book. Um, that was probably the most natural thing for me to write about, just because that's where I'm living right now. The hard things, I think, to write about were the chapters about my mom and about losing my dad and things like that that just feel a bit more sensitive and um, just even the struggle between my own mother and myself and, and like, her strength and and um, the positive of that and just how, you know, mothers and daughters wade through that dynamic. Definitely. You know what I loved about reading that, Cindy, was it really gave us a great in-depth into your own personal life and, you know, just the way that society is. People want to see who they're listening to. They want to know that you're a real person, that you're authentic. And I think for me, reading this book, um, How Could I Ask for More, that Cindy's written, it was just a really wonderful thing. It felt like I took my shoes off, walked into the back door of your kitchen, sat down, and was able to look at your life and it was so interesting to me um, and I love this book so listeners it's how could I ask for more by Cindy Morgan uh, stories of blessings battle and beauty and the design of this actual book 
to me is phenomenal. I love the feel of the pages. It looks, you know, to me like an old journal. You've taken all of these beautiful photos. They're black and white. It's just so cool. Was this your design idea? <laughs> well, I wanted to do the very nostalgic photographs. Um, I love, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I do love taking pictures. I love photography. Um, and I love, there are certain photos just from our old family albums that always spoke to me, just so strong. Um, and so I wanted to, I think because of my love for photography, I, I really wanted to include a visual for every chapter and to keep that feeling of nostalgia. Um, I, I love nostalgia. And, and, and I love being at antique stores and I don't know. I just love all things old. I think I really, I love, I love um, thinking back, you know. And but I will tell you that Pamela Clements, one of the the uh, publishers of the book, it was her that kind of got the vision to do the style of the book. And so it's called a French flap, um, and you know it's like the matted French flap, and then the, the edges are ragged, and it's probably repurposed paper, and so. I was so grateful that that was kind of her idea to do that at the very end because she felt that it just felt right aesthetically. So, yeah, I was really thankful um, how that all came together. And um, Bart Millard, who's the designer at Worthy, did a great job of just kind of pulling it all together and, and making it look cohesive. So obviously I feel the same way you do because, you know, being nostalgic and purchasing an old building because I didn't want it to get torn down. Um, yes. is, oh, I love that. Cat. I know. Yeah, I love it, you did that. That's Cindy, awesome. it's so cool because I got all the old pews with it, the old piano from 1900. And then as time is going by, I'm having visitors that are coming saying, you know, my great grandparents went here, my parents you know went here and so I've got a lot of the old pictures on the walls and it's just a it's a wonderful feeling so this book is really my style but I think it's anybody's style because it's just so fun to even hold on to now in this book you have this really wonderful story called in the beginning part one and you talk about being a little child and you find yourself in front of some musicians and without spoiling it because we want people to be buying this tell us a little bit about that story <laughs> Well, um, I will tell you that when I, I was talking to my mother after she read the book, I'm going to preface the story by this, and she said, I didn't know your side of the story. Hmm. Um, and so all these years, my mother, I had never told anyone what it ha why I ended up at the church by myself. And, uh, and so anyway... What happened was I was visiting my city cousins. I was the country cousin visiting my city cousins, um, and they attended a Greek Orthodox church. Their father was, was a full-blooded Greek, and he married my, my aunt. Um, and I basically got, got lost from my cousins because I heard some music coming from the sanctuary. It was like a massive church, beautiful, you know, like, stained glass windows, and just nothing I'd ever seen being from East Tennessee. And I heard this sound that was just the saddest, most beautiful sound, and it was the sound of a cello. And, I mean, I think a guitar was the only stringed instrument that I'd ever heard at that point in my life. I think I was five. And I just took a sharp left away from the, the line going into the Sunday school room, 
into the sanctuary. Um, and my cousins were young like me, so I, I think they just assumed I was where I was supposed to be. And um, I think, you know, it's like that moment of hearing the cello and then the violin section came in and then um, then some brass instruments came. And, and I just, it, like, I think it changed my life, you know, that moment of hearing all those instruments and... And just how much it touched my soul, you know, to hear those instruments. And um, not to give it all away, but <laughs> the police had to take me home. So, um, yeah, and I think that um, I thought it was just so crazy that I'd never told my mother. I guess that writing that story was the first time I'd ever told anyone. That is and so I've never thought stunning. about it. I love it. And, and I love that listeners are going to have to buy the book to figure out how in the world you got from listening to these people to ending up in the police car. <laughs> listeners, if you're just tuning in today, we're talking with worship artist and author, the beautiful Cindy Morgan. Cindy has a brand new book out called How Could I Ask for More Stories of Blessings, Battles, and Beauty. And let's give a listen to the title track from the CD with the same name. There's nothing summer afternoon Waking to the sunlight Being cradled by the moon Catching fireflies at night Building castles in the sand Kissing mama's face goodnight Oh, 
heartaches we go through are often blessings in disguise. So thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. How could I ask for Listeners, if you're just tuning in today, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. And today in the studio, we're chatting with one of my favorite people ever, Cindy Morgan. Cindy, it's been seven years since you had your hymn CD, but right now you also released a brand new CD called Bows and Arrows. And this is a really personal album. Tell us a little bit about the premise behind this CD. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as you said, I mean, I had not, uh, the last, record that I did with my hymn CD, which had a couple of original songs that were were pretty much hymns. And I think I just, over over the last several years of writing for other people, which is really what I've been more focused on, every now and then I would just write a song that I knew was for me and that probably no one else would would feel, you know, comfortable cutting because it's so personal. And I think, you know, after a few of those songs, started adding up and I, I just wanted to do a new a new project and um, and and I mean I think I, I I just don't feel the necessity to do one all the time I just really want it to matter when I do one and do a record and so it was really fun to go back into the studio and um, and just take it slow and I kept writing through the whole process and kept throwing songs out and adding new songs in and so it's very personal, um, you know, a lot of songs that appear that I didn't even know where they came from, but, um, but yeah, I love the process. So, you know, what I love about hearing that is that you don't put pressure on yourself to have something new all the time. I, I really think that's so neat that you're waiting for God to give you, you know, songs for this project. What songs seem to resonate with you right now where you're at in life the most mm-hmm. from the CD? Yeah. Well, I think um, there's a there's a song, it's kind of a little, it's kind of a snippet of a song that leads into another song, um, and it's called I Want to Live Like Jesus, and it's just kind of a um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou kind of uh, it's almost like a transitional song that goes into another song called Do You Know Jesus? Um, and that song um, was inspired by a friend of mine who who, um, who basically evangelized and, and testified to um, a depressed um, custo- custodian um, at a church, you know, and, and, and the man ended up giving his life to Jesus that night. And it just reminded me about how in our... Our, you know, our, in our in our complicated culture of like so many denominations and so many arguments over theology, that really like our lives as as Christians and as followers really comes down to who Jesus is and the life He lived. And um, I just really want I just want that to be true in my life. You know, to live 
out a life that's um, that's like that's something that would make him proud. And um, so, you know, and I think I love ripping off the. I don't know, the kind of safety cover of, okay, we're, we're using the word he, and it's like, it could be God, or it could be like, you know, not God. I don't know. There's something that I love about the old bluegrass and the old gospel songs that they just say Jesus. Um, and there's just no confusion about who we're talking about. We are talking about Jesus. That's right. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I feel absolutely. the need to be direct. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Cindy, so much for being on the show. That was Cindy Morgan, and you can find her at cindymorganmusic.com. You can purchase her music at the site, or you can download it on iTunes. She has beautiful songs that you're going to need to add to your song set, including my favorite, Bow and Arrows, Bows and Arrows. You can also purchase her new book, This Fascinating Journey of Her Life. We've been talking about How Could I Ask for More Stories of Blessings, Battles, and Beauty. And friends, I encourage you to watch the trailer for this book on her website because it just sets everything up so you have a feel for that book before you ever buy it, and you're going to want to. So thank you, Cindy, so much for being on the show with me. Thank you so much, Kathy. It was a pleasure. Friends, let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, we're grateful and thankful today for the many, many blessings you give us for good health, homes, cars, jobs, food, family, and friends. We give you praise and thanksgiving. And from the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, we say to you and each other, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listeners, from me and Farmer Dean and my family, happy Thanksgiving. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.